Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we're back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver. We're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Well, we're doing a Beyond the News episode today. I'm really excited about it. We've combed Earth's news feed to find these incredible articles about topics that we love to cover on this show. Those topics find themselves in mainstream news and kind of on the fringes of mainstream news. We get to see how those topics are influencing that dimension, that reality. I have a guest with us, as I like to do on these Beyond the News episodes and also the lecture episodes, Bryn Anderson of Vital Force Herbs. Hey, Bryn, how's it going? Hey, great. That was quite a shout out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're in the ring. Uh, here I am. It's Coming been a minute. It's a certain <laughs> wait. Okay. Um, so glad you're here with us as we check out these news articles. Beyond the News, it's... A chance for me to stretch out a little bit, to uh, unbutton my spiritual pants and address everyone in a way that's casual, comfortable, and also fun, but yet still an incredible episode of Midnight on Earth. But before we get to that, I need you to do something for me. Go to bluecobracbd.com and check out the product Blue Cobra CBD Oil. It was made by Howard Hitt. He developed an extraction method called the Hitt Extraction Method. And what it does is it extracts CBD from hemp in a proprietary way that no other company does. No solvents, no chemicals, no gases. That's how we like to do things. Organic. Keep it natural. It's 100% organic, actually. It was created using Oregon Organic hemp which is really just cannabis without thc and i've seen this hemp it's incredible i know howard hit personally and i would not be telling you about just any product i'm not just going to let mcdonald's come on midnight on earth i'm not going to let pepsi or just these multinational corporations with no heart or soul and really they're just kind of steamrolling earth with the resources and the commercialization and the putting the stuff out there, regardless of the health effects we're putting stuff out there because of the health effects. We know CBD has positive results on human health. And this is the highest quality CBD oil that I know of blue Cobra CBD. It has a money back guarantee. If you don't like it, you can send it back if you have to pay shipping, you'll get your money back as well. And of course, we have a discount code, a Midnight on Earth Blue Cobra CBD discount code. And it is M-I-D-C-B-D. M-I-D, like midnight, M-I-D, C-B-D. If you put that code in as you are checking out, you get free shipping on any order. So if it's just one bottle, two bottles, but this is just... I guess we could say the continental 48 states of America. If you're an international consumer, because we have listeners all over the world, 
I'm just about to announce maybe on this episode that we've broke 100 countries of listenership. We have listenership in 100 countries on earth now. It's incredible. But some of those people want this CBD product. They're not going to get the free shipping. And you may have to contact them directly to see how your country's laws correspond with their product. But if it works and you can get it, you should get it. It's the highest quality CBD oil out there. Blue Cobra CBD.com. Follow me on Instagram as well. If you haven't already at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. Follow us there. Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. There's so many now. Podchaser. I actually like listen notes. There's just so many. And they have buttons that connect us. Click that button that connects us so you know when the next episode drops. You know whether you're getting an episode with a guest or a Beyond the News episode or whatever we do that we release in an audio format. You'll know about it. Of course, the most important thing is to tell a friend, tell a person that you know that loves these type of podcasts, that's interested in the crazy wild news of earth and also the incredible topics and the life-changing information that these guests are bringing to the table. You want their lives to change, your friends, you want them to elevate to a higher frequency, your friends, your family members, your coworkers, your human companions on earth, the people you interact with, tell them about this podcast, midnightonearth.com. Okay, so we told you about Blue Cobra CBD. We did our social media shout outs. And now, Brynn and I are going to tell you about the news that's going on around earth. That's just so wacky and wild. I did kind of arrange these articles in in a way that's kind of grouped my subject and there's some weird ones in there it wouldn't be beyond the news if it wasn't weird and funny i mean you're you're thinking the bandwidth of the news we're going beyond that so therefore you're gonna hear some stuff that's really out there so Bryn, are you ready for this i'm ready i can't wait to see what you've unearthed unearthed no it's on earth <laughs> unearthed on earth <laughs> there we go Okay, so space.com. We're going to start with space.com. Headline, alien burp may have been detected on Mars by NASA's Curiosity rover. The methane is likely to have been produced recently. And you know what methane means? It means life. It means bacterial life, potentially larger scale biological life. But here's what they say. A group of scientists may have just pinpointed the location on Mars of a mysterious source of methane, a gas most often produced by microbes, and NASA's Curiosity rover could be right on top of it. Methane blips have pinged on Curiosity's detection systems six times since the rover landed in Mars's Gale Crater in 2012 but scientists weren't able to find a source for them. Now, with a new analysis, researchers may have traced the methane burps to their origin. To 
calculate the unknown methane source, researchers at the California Institute of Technology modeled the methane gas particles by splitting them into discrete packets. Taking into account the wind speed and direction at the time of their detection, the team traced their parcels of methane back through time to their possible points of emission. How do, how do they do this? How do you figure out that you need to do that to find the answer? That's what I want to know. By doing this for all of the different detection spikes, they were able to triangulate regions where the methane source is most likely located, with one being just a few dozen miles away from the rover. And here's what John Moores, a professor of planetary science at York University in Toronto, Canada, says it could be covered by dust and be almost impossible to find though we still don't know whether the methane comes from tiny life forms the detectable lifespan of methane is only 330 years after this it is completely destroyed by exposure to sunlight that means whatever produced the methane could still be producing it today scientists next job will be to find out what that something is the researchers published their findings June 3rd on the preprint server Research Square. So their study has yet to be peer reviewed. It could be total BS, right? But no, they're just slowly inching out the fact that, yes, there's life on other planets. First, it's going to be the microbes, then it's going to be the other extraterrestrials, potentially the Pleiadians. And there's a lot of countries concerned about it, just like our good buddies across the ocean in each direction. China. Here we go. This is from the South China Morning Post. This is directly from China. China military uses AI to track rapidly increasing UFOs. To the People's Liberation Army, they are unidentified air conditions. That's a new one. And artificial intelligence is the best way to keep up with them. Chinese researchers confirm that sighting reports from across the country are on the rise. But aliens are unlikely to be responsible. Okay, let's 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 read this a little bit. What what was that? Unidentified air conditions. Hey. <laughs> That's an interesting term. You know, it could, could go in one. all directions. It could be a cloud. It could be a plane. It's just a condition. It could be a hallucination. Here we go. As the Pentagon prepares its report into UFOs due later this month. Chinese military researchers have turned to artificial intelligence to track and analyze the increasing number of unknown objects in China's airspace. To the People's Liberation Army, they are unidentified air conditions, a phrase which echoes the U.S. military's unidentified aerial phenomena. But to the public, they are better known as unidentified flying objects or UFOs. So China is letting their consciousness, the people in their dimension that are controlled by the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, they're starting to even ease the concepts of extraterrestrials into their people's consciousness, into the people that they control. The humans that are over there, the blessed humans that are under control of this oppressive regime, they're just letting them know, hey, there's some stuff going on out there, but don't worry, they're just unidentified air conditions. Definitely not UFOs. But in response to that, they announced on phys.org, which is like physics, P-H-Y-S.org, the headline is 
China wants to build a spaceship that's kilometers long. Well, here in America, you would say that was miles long. Here we go. It's no secret that China has become a major contender in spaceflight. In the past 20 years, the China National Space Agency, I'm assuming that's their equivalent to NASA, has accomplished some historic firsts. This includes sending astronauts to space, deploying three space stations, deploying heavy launch vehicles, and sending robotic explorers to the far side of the moon and Mars. Looking ahead to the next decade and beyond, China is planning on taking even bolder steps to develop its space program. Among the many proposals the country's leaders are considering for its latest five-year plan, one involved creating an ultra-large spacecraft spanning kilometers, in quotes. Having this spacecraft in low Earth orbit could be a game-changer for China, allowing for long-duration missions and the use of space resources. Great. <laughs> Forget satellites. There's just a giant battleship There's up just there. a giant battleship, just a low-orbit And if orbit you make a road. wish on it, you first see it, your wish will come true. The proposal comes at a time when China <laughs> has been achieving multiple milestones in space. Earlier this year, China has become the second nation in the world to successfully land a rover on the surface of Mars and the first to land a mission that consisted of an orbiter, lander, and rover. Two years ago, China became the first nation to land a robotic mission on the far side of the moon. Wow. wonder what's over there. Yeah, really, you don't hear about that in American no, media so much, do you? don't hear about that Holy cow. And during China's sixth annual National Space Day, there were indications that the country is interested in pursuing a starship-like spacecraft and space planes. And more recently, China announced plans to conduct crewed missions to Mars by 2033 as part of a long-term plan to build a permanent base there, thus superseding NASA's plan to send astronauts there in the next decade. Whatever the long-term goal is with this kilometer-spanning spacecraft proposal, it is clear that China is taking its newfound status as a major space player very seriously. It's also clear that they intend to expand on that in the coming years to the point that they would replace NASA and Roscosmos to become the world's leading power space. Wow. Big news. Holy cow. China. China in space. <laughs> miles long. Miles long spaceship. They're already in space, but they now they want the big battleship. That's intimidating, I guess. Okay, here we go. So this is from fr24news.com. The headline is UFO images. Pentagon has clear 23-minute video of floating objects. Ex-insider says. Lou Elizondo, formerly of the secret Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, claims to have seen the UFO footage. He describes it as showing unidentified floating objects for 23 minutes. Here's his quote. The video was extremely compelling, just one of many to the point where I remember gaining some expertise and watching it. I didn't say what it was. I sent it to highly qualified experts 
in the ISR community. That's intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. And when they got back to me, the title of the email was in quotes, this UFO video. You know, we're going to go through a few UFO articles because I'm just showing you how they're softening day after day after day. They're softening these concepts and they're putting them into the general consciousness. Look, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've been exposed to these concepts before. Some of this information is probably not new at all to you. And if you're new to this information, even some of this UFO stuff was in the background before probably you pursued more metaphysical or spiritual things. So it's been out there, but there's still perpetually every day, mainstream media, whoever's controlling the sources of mainstream media is putting this information out day after day to soften the greater general human consciousness. And here is the sun.com. And here's the headline. UF. Wow. <laughs> I like that, that headline. <laughs> family, family spot UFO hovering over road. After thinking it was a star until it started to move. Whoa. And here we go. A family were left baffled when a star appeared in broad daylight and started to move, leading them to believe they witnessed a UFO. Jay Mitchell from Hamilton, Illinois, was driving his family near the city of Keokuk, Iowa, when they filmed the eye-popping presence in the air. In video footage... Mr. Mitchell's daughter, six years old, can be heard asking if they were witnessing aliens in the sky. But her mother is heard attempting to reassure her that it's not extraterrestrial life while pondering if it was a plane or a drone despite not knowing themselves. Speaking of the encounter, Mr. Mitchell said, we noticed it in the sky because it was a huge bright star and we thought it was odd that there was a bright star during daytime. It was not moving for a few minutes, but when we started filming is when it began moving across the sky. Interesting. It's almost like it responded to their consciousness. The father of one Mitchell, who is still convinced the object was not a plane, remains uncertain about what he saw hanging overhead. As for what it was, I'm not sure. He continued, it definitely was not a plane. It was a few hundred yards in the sky, and it was too low for a large plane. I'm unsure exactly what it was. It was very big and very bright. After sharing his footage online, he was told by several locals that they'd had similar encounters. One person wrote, my sister lives close to that area on the Mississippi, and she's been seeing crazy stuff in the skies for the past several months. I think there might be something going on in that part of the state. I think there's something <laughs> going on in this part of the planet. Look, this planet, this part of the planet, this whole planet. It, no, it's, it's just it's, Iowa. Look, this is, I'm showing you these articles are from different sectors of Earth. They're from this region and that region and this region, but they're all happening at the same time. Can you imagine? So if you tried to correlate times and the UFO sightings, you might be astounded. Just like these uh, Glasgow lands, Glasgow, Scotland, that is. This is from the Daily Record. Here's the headline. Baffled Glasgow lads convinced have seen a portal in the sky after a UFO appears over city for second day in a row. Robert Hampson and his friend Jake Griffiths. Oh, cool name. 
say a glowing floating object appeared above their heads at a flat in Merchant City on both Tuesday and Wednesday night at the exact same time. Two baffled Glasgow lads are now absolutely convinced they have spotted a portal in the sky after a UFO appeared above the city for the second night in a row. Robert Hampston and his friend Jake Griffiths say a glowing floating object appeared above their heads at a flat in Merchant City on both Tuesday and Wednesday night at the exact same time. On both occasions, the object stayed in the sky for around an hour before disappearing and leaving the pair stunned. And they took some pictures that I'm looking at now, and it just looks looks amazing. And here's more UFO coverage. This is from Extra.ie. Model and TV star reveals sleepless nights after claiming to chase a UFO. An Argentine model has said she had sleepless nights after chasing a UFO. Nicole Newman revealed she had spotted the unidentified flying object hovering over a farmhouse before she set off on adventure to get a closer look. The pals decided to jump into a car and chase the flying saucer across a field. And here's what she said. We were cooking in the middle of the night. and The landlord came in very quietly and said, have you ever seen a UFO before? Do you want to see one? She said that both the landlord and the workers at the farm, including security guards and field workers, had claimed to see the UFO before. There were a lot of us. We went out, and he said a little while ago it was on top of my gate. Now it's gone behind the house. She maintained that the UFO was an object with lights that remained static for a few moments above the house. Newman said that it was not very high. And it was clear to her that it was not a drone or something that could be confused as something else, in quotes. She added, we went to get the car and followed it until the end of the field, very far. From there, it went behind the trees. There was a fence in front of us so we could not go any further in the car and had to let it go. You can't imagine the thrill. I could not sleep for three days because of the emotion. Although... Taking a photo of the UFO on her phone, it came out similarly to taking a picture of the moon. You only see a white dot, she said. Ah, oh, well, that's usually how it goes. The phone cameras aren't very good, but she's also not just a model. She's a presenter on an Argentinian TV show. So she's a part of Argentinian pop culture. And she's saying she literally chased a UFO. Pretty profound. That ought to get it into their consciousness. And our next one is another UFO story from the sun with another creative headline. This one's over in California now. Here's the headline. What the truck? UFO caught on camera by trucker as bizarre tic-tac object seen floating over mountain road. We heard about the tic-tac objects. That term keeps coming up. The Pentagon tic-tac over the Navy ships. Tic Tacs. Maybe they were subconsciously trying to tell us about the UFOs, the actual Tic Tac candies. <laughs> They're they putting those shapes in our consciousness. One more thing to further the UFO phenomenon in our consciousness. Probably not. I'm just joking. Okay. A trucker claims to have caught on camera bizarre Tic Tac UFOs floating over a mountain road in California. 
Mario Jimenez was driving to work through Desert Hot Springs when he spotted what he described as a UFO that resembled a flat cloud or blimp. Hey, he didn't say Tic Tac. <laughs> the trucker shared the footage on YouTube, which appears to show a white object floating through the air. Here's his quote. I always wonder how, with modern technology, we get all these horrible recordings of UFOs until today when I witnessed my own. Sorry for the quality was driving at high speed, he says. And just like we were just saying, the cameras on the phones, they're terrible for this type of photography. Here, here's another quote. Saw this on a route that I take to work very often. I've seen clouds around the mountains very often, but never like this. The eyebrow raising clip was taken at about 8.40 a.m. on October 13th, 2020, but has just come to light after being shared by a UFO enthusiast whose YouTube channel Mick Explores boasts more than 5,000 subscribers. All right, Mick. Many agree that the footage shows a UFO with one applauding the clip as compelling. Dang. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's California, that's California and Iowa. Argentina. What do we got next? Oh. What do we got next? China. China, we had China mm-hmm. already. But sometimes, sometimes a UFO isn't a UFO. We have to admit that. We have to admit that sometimes it is another thing. Not every sighting is a UFO. Tom Bowden, episode one. And we're going to have him back on. Oregon MUFON would tell you. Plenty of the sightings are definitely not UFOs. Okay, so this is from blogto.to, blogto.com. Here's the headline. UFO caught floating in Mississauga was actually just a Mr. Peanut balloon. Oh, but how do you know? How do you know that they don't look like Mr. Peanut? <laughs> Bad news for any Mississauga locals who thought they had the once-in-a-lifetime experience of witnessing an actual UFO in action. They didn't. Footage of a gray, shadowy object floating ominously through the Mississauga sky was posted to YouTube last weekend by two separate accounts that claimed to share UFO sightings from around the world, causing rumors to circulate about whether an otherworldly being was spending some time in the GTA. I, don't, I actually don't know what GT. <laughs> the video, allegedly captured on August 21st, is blurry and taken from a distance, making it nearly impossible to discern what the object could actually be. Still, some individuals, including prominent YouTubers, which is an interesting term, were fairly certain it was some kind of extraterrestrial. And then it turns out one of the comments was from a reader who said, We saw balloons. Over Meadow Vale Saturday night, it's a Mr. Peanut balloon. Here's the photo from a different angle. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's clearly a floating Mr. Dang, Peanut. I don't know. That looks kind of like a cool UFO, though. If it was a cool UFO, you could apply some of that mercury-based gravitational anti-gravity technology to the design of this and say that the lower cylindrical kind of circular aspect is where the gravitational mercury vortex actually lies and the exhaust port is the hat of mr peanut you could say that (laughs) 
How do you not know that there's go check it out? <laughs> little beings made out of you know oxygen and go and, to uh, go to a search engine and <laughs> check out this Mississauga Mr. Peanut Balloon. What do we have next? Here's something really cool because you're hearing about these UFO sightings from around the world at these different regions. Mississauga being in Ontario, Canada. This is from DazedDigital.com. The headline is, this website allows you to track UFO sightings. The records date back to the 1960s. Here we go. As scientists at Harvard University continue their search for alien life, a new website allows you to track and record UFO sightings across the USA. UFO discovery features sightings of unidentified flying objects dating back to the 1960s. With over 70,000 recorded sightings, users can search the site by city, state, shape of aircraft, gear, and duration. The sightings range from a blue light hovering over the ocean to a 1969 report that describes seeing translucent 12-inch balls of light that are sentient beings. Oh, my God. Dang. None of the reports are verified, of course. Back in June, the Pentagon released its unclassified report on UFO sightings. The report found no evidence of alien technology and instead simply concluded that the mysterious aerial phenomena are still just unexplained but they can't be that and according to the new york times the report states that the majority of the 120 ufo incidents over the past two decades did not originate from american military or advanced u.s government technology this determination rules out the possibility that the sightings were of programs that the government meant to keep secret but officials told the publication that this is the only conclusive finding from the report, meaning the possibility of alien responsibility for the UFOs cannot be officially debunked. So they're saying they've verified that they were not military objects, according to military records. And you can find the UFO discovery website out there. Just plug it into your favorite search engine. And now let's dip away from extraterrestrials for a second and just talk about spirituality in general and science because the new earth that we're moving into is the coalescence of science and spirituality, the high spirituality, the high science. So here we go. This is from medindia.net. The headline is spirituality finally seeks a scientific base. Spirituality and religiosity can now be mapped to specific brain circuits using novel technology and the human connectome, a map of neural connections, as per a study published in the journal Biological Psychiatry, published by Elsevier. The study shows that the brain circuitry of spirituality centers around a brainstem area called the periaqueductal gray or the PAG. The PAG is an evolutionarily 
old brain structure known to play a major role in fear response behaviors and autonomic functions such as regulating heart rate. It is also commonly involved in release of endogenous opioids to ease the pain. And I've seen this in other places just recently. They're saying they can map these things. Their technology is interesting. I'd like to look at their technology and what's deciding these, this PAG situation. But here we go. Previous studies demonstrate that religious experiences are the product of dynamic activity across multiple brain regions, and there is not a result of one particular brain region that there is no so-called God spot. Hence, to map these circuits, the study team examined previously collected data about self-reported spirituality from 88 patients before and after undergoing surgery for a brain tumor. The lesion network mapping technique was used to analyze how the site of each patient's lesion or tumor interacts with the rest of the brain using a connectome data set. It was found that the PAG acts as a critical hub to changes in spiritual identification. The study was also validated from 105 veterans' data of the Vietnam War who experienced head trauma. Interesting. So they feel like they've mapped out some energetic, physical, spiritual responses. Like if you have a spiritual experience, it has a physical effect and they can map that. And they're just adding to the technology. And of course, what's huge right now is psychedelics going so ridiculously mainstream. All of these businesses are investing millions, hundreds of millions, even billions potentially collectively into these different psychedelic substances, including psilocybin, including DMT. It's just getting so mainstream. So this is from the wig.com. Here's the headline leading DMT companies to take stage at molecular masterclass DMT conference. Wait, DMT companies? Yes, it's getting that <laughs> like, level of that mainstream. Like chips and crackers and well, DMT. Here's the, thing. <laughs> um, the psychedelics are going mainstream, the psilocybin, and now because ayahuasca's being yes. accepted in the mainstream and they're telling people the active component in ayahuasca is DMT, now DMT is going mainstream. And this is the response to all the craziness that I'm not even going to talk about that's going on in the world. The, the, it, the craziness that we're not going to address in these fun, weird articles, you know, the craziness I'm talking about the energetic craziness, but the response to that, the effect of that, if that craziness is a cause, the effect of that is the explosion in psychedelics to counteract the DMT is going mainstream. Wow. So they put out a press release this is going to go on in Canada, and here it is. Microdose, in partnership with Entheon Biomedical Corp., Small Pharma, Algernon Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, Pharma Drug, and Silera Incorporated, are pleased to announce the DMT Conference, a molecular master class. The two-day virtual conference is to take place on September 9th through the 10th, 
2021. Well, this is debuting September 2nd, so you'll have time to watch that. You should check it out. And here's what they say. Join us as we take a scientific deep dive into the dynamic field of DMT therapeutics with expert panels and engaging discussions. Wow. See, this is just one more example of what's going on to help manifest the new earth. So here we go. This next article is from SciPost, P-S-Y, SciPost.org. They might be a little biased. But here is their headline. A single dose of ayahuasca improves self-perception of speech performance in socially anxious people. Study finds. So it turns out if you're high, you don't give a shit about what other people think. Hey, it has that effect, you know. You can then carry that into the rest of your life. And here we go. The psychedelic brew known as ayahuasca could help improve the self-perception of those with social anxiety disorder, according to a controlled proof of concept study recently published in the Journal of Clinical Psychopharmacology. Ayahuasca, a concoction used for centuries by indigenous Amazon tribes, contains the powerful psychedelic drug dimethyltryptamine, DMT, and MAO inhibitors. Preliminary research has offered some evidence that ayahuasca provides psychological benefits for individuals suffering from anxiety and depression. And here's, what do you a, know? What, <laughs> and here's a quote from Rafael Guamérez Dos Santos, a postdoctoral fellow at the Ribeiro. Preto Medical School at the University of Sao Paulo, Brazil. Social anxiety disorder is a prevalent underdiagnosed anxiety disorder with limited treatment options. Social anxiety disorder is characterized by anxiety during social events, such as public speaking, eating, and talking to other people. Also, social anxiety patients show a negative bias toward their Social performance. They believe their performance will be ineffective, limited, and will be judged by other people, he's saying. In some cases, this could lead to avoidance of the social situation and certainly interfere with the daily activities of these patients. Ayahuasca, besides having antidepressant and anxiolytic potentials, could change this negative cognitive bias since its performance enhancing properties have been described anecdotally. Here we go. See, that's what I'm talking about. They're softening people to ayahuasca, which in aliens, ayahuasca, DMT, they're somehow aliens. all connected. Well, it just <laughs> softens people's perception of DMT is where I was going with that, but sure. Why not? <laughs> just getting in the consciousness. Another thing. And let's go over to Canada, cbc.ca. Here's the headline. BC nonprofit challenges Health Canada to end 50-year prohibition on magic mushrooms. Proposal outlines licensing growers and sellers, quality control, security, and packaging. Woo! I'm all about quality control when it comes to my mushrooms. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. A BC-based nonprofit organization is challenging Health Canada 
to end a nearly 50-year prohibition against possessing so-called magic mushrooms and the potent psychedelics they produced. Theracil, with a PS, like psilocybin. Theracil, which advocates for the therapeutic use of the psychedelic compound psilocybin, spent months drafting proposed regulations for so-called magic mushrooms based on the same ones the federal government first created 20 years ago for medical cannabis. Theracil CEO Spencer Hawkswell said his organization sent a 165-page proposal to Health Canada's Director General Jennifer Sakes. This is taking all of the bureaucratic processes, all of the hard work that people put into cannabis, such as how to apply for a license if you want to grow it, and just making it the exact same for psilocybin, Hawkswell said. Neither Health Canada nor its director general were available to comment. The department's official stance is to endorse clinical trials as a means to further study psilocybin's potential benefits and risks. Advocates, however, say enough scientific studies have been done to warrant regulation now. And here's a quote from Doswell. All they have to do is agree, but of course it's never that simple. The bureaucrats will have to go over it with a fine-tooth comb, and then you have the political side of it. So he's also noting that it's been banned since 1974. Wow. So things are moving in Canada. Hey, Canada. But look, I'm not sure what country you're in. I'm not sure what state you're in. I'm in Portland, Oregon, where drugs are decriminalized. You can do anything here. Woo, Portland. LSD, no problem. Less than 40 hits. Grams of DMT, no problem. Psilocybin, no problem. Mushrooms, no problem. Weed, definitely no problem. Hasn't been a problem for years. But in some places, things are still illegal, like in New Jersey. And if you're in New Jersey, and if you're in Morris County, let me tell you, DMT is illegal. This is from the Daily Voice of Morris, dailyvoice.com. Here's the headline. Morris County woman 35 found with nearly seven pounds of psychedelic drug DMT. Police said she was just going to hang out with some friends. <laughs> they just wanted to have fun. Why are you penalizing these people? I don't even get high unless I smoke a pound. Here's what she says. A Morris County woman was arrested after police say she was found with more than six pounds of the psychedelic drug DMT. Simone D. Iorio, 35, was taken into custody by the Hanover Township Police Department, Morris County Prosecutor's Office, and the investigative arm of the United States Department of Homeland Security Ooh. on August 5th, Police Chief Mark Roddy said. That was a lot of departments. There. It was. That's uh, adding in a federal department. <sighs> I know. A joint investigation by federal, county, and municipal law enforcement agencies found that Iorio of Cedar Knolls was in possession of three kilograms or just over 6.6 pounds of dimethyltryptamine, a recreational psychedelic drug, Roddy said. Recreational for who? <laughs> that That's not recreational for me. Iorio yeah. <laughs> um, was released and is scheduled to appear in court. Damn, I hope she does. I hope she gets out of this one. Man, I'm praying for her. What happened there? And here is just getting back to how it's becoming normalized in the business world. This is from msn.com. Here's the headline, Psyched. 
Beckley SciTech raises $80 million and Diamond Therapeutics to study psilocybin microdosing, MyDesign and John Hopkins partner up. And here we go. Beckley SciTech announced the closing of a 58 million pound or $80 million Series B raise funding round which will be used to further finance the company's psilocybin and 5-MAO DMT research into neuropsychiatric disorders. The financing was upsized from an initial offering of $50 million and oversubscribed. This round adds to an additional $24 million raised by the company in 2020, putting its financial north of $100 million that they get to play with. For wow. five MAO DMT and mushrooms, they got a hundred million to play dollars. with and just figure out how to do these tests and get professionals in. And here's the quote from the CEO. As we embark on our next phase of growth, our strong syndicate of expert investors will support us in bringing much needed innovative treatments to patients suffering from neurological and psychiatric conditions. And that's from Cosmo. Fielding Mellon. He's the CEO of Beckley SciTech. Look, if your name's Cosmo, <laughs> you're already halfway there. And your there. company is SciTech. Yeah, you're, you, now you're like there. But you were halfway there just being named Cosmo. Okay, you're a cosmic guy. And the money will be used to complete an ongoing phase 1B trial, which is stunning the application of low-dose psilocybin in patients suffering from SUNHA, a rare and debilitating headache condition that affects over 45,000 people in the U.S. and Europe. Additionally, proceeds will finance the launch of a phase one clinical study on a novel formulation of intranasal what? 5-MAO-DMT. It's just with- in your, <laughs> it's in your saline solution. A little no, no, no. salt water, a little xylitol, no, 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 a little DMT. Hold on. There you go. Let's go it. Oh, God, universe, everything. Oh. Which the company plans to push into a phase two <laughs> trial studying wow. the formulation in patients with treatment-resistant depression. Holy cow. If nothing else works, try this nasal DMT. It just might help with your depression. You well, know? it's the 5-MAO yes. DMT. And that's the kind that's not the NNDMT, which is the synthesized kind. But I guess they're figuring out how to synthesize the five MAO kind, which I only knew came from the Sonoran Desert Toad, which Bryn and I encountered in Moab, Utah. We actually got visited by the toads. I thought of taking one home and I was felt like I'd be an alien abducting someone. And I just didn't have the setup to just take one home. I didn't want to put him in a box. I just wanted to let him live his life. So anyways, this is from yahoo.com. Here's the headline. Why are celebrities smoking toad venom? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Here we go. Move over, ayahuasca. Even though celebs like Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox have experienced mind-altering trips on the psychoactive Amazonian tea, there's another more potent psychedelic that counts Mike Tyson, HDTV's Christina Hack, and Hunter Biden among its fans. Quite the trio, we know, it says. Tyson said it urged him to return to boxing 
Hack called it life-changing, and Biden claimed it helped keep him sober for a year, and then it, he went back. <laughs> it's 5-MAO-DMT, a chemical found within the venom of Bufo alvieris, commonly called the Sonoran Desert Toad or Colorado River Toad. And as the name suggests, this big toad can be found in and around the Sonoran Desert region in California and in Arizona, south to Mexico or in Moab, Utah. But this isn't the backyard toad that you've been warned can poison your dog. Nope. The venom of Bufo alvarius will simply catapult your mind into a heightened level of consciousness like a rocket blasting into outer space at the speed of light. This is on Yahoo Sounds News. Sounds like the author of this. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> rocket into outer space at the speed <laughs> oh, of light. Man, he knows. Did he have to try it in order to well, uh, you write know, this article? It's He's doing professional research. That's he's true. a journalist. Yes. He has to doing just participate. With many people today already familiar with psychedelics like psilocybin mushrooms, LSD, ketamine, and DMT, used for both recreational and medicinal purposes, we decided to take a look at 5-MAO-DMT, referred to as 5-MAO, 5-methoxy, the power, and simply <laughs> toad venom. I think somebody was pranking them. What is it called? The power. the power. Bro. <laughs> the journalist is like, oh my God, yeah, let me yes. write that down. <laughs> and they're snickering. No, I've never heard that. <laughs> break. That's a street oh name. Oh, my God. The <laughs> venom contains 5-MAO-DMT, a molecule that, like most classical psychedelics such as LSE and psilocybin, binds to your serotonin receptors and creates that happy mood that you feel. This is how it creates a psychedelic journey when smoked or vaporized, says Mike Dow, PhD, who practices psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy, at field trip hell. Health. <laughs> yes. Dude, this is in the news. Like, Yahoo okay, News, look. field trip health. Look, I know okay. the outside dimension is a little tumultuous right now with all the stuff going on. But look, listen to this. This should be giving you so much hope. This should be just like electrifying you with potential of what happens when you activate human consciousness. You let this genie out of the bottle, they've let this genie out of the bottle. The bottle's open, the genie's out. The DMT genie is out. The psilocybin genie's out. And you're not going to be able to put that back. No. That is what's going to help propel us into this heaven on earth, new earth that we always talk about here on Midnight on Earth. And let's take a look at some of the big players in the business world when it comes to psychedelics and the psychedelic industry right now. And this is from realmoney.thestreet.com. Their headline is a trip to the boardroom. And here is a list of those top corporate leaders in that field. Doug Drysdale of Cybin, Toronto-based psychedelic medicine firm. I know. Cybin, Silo. You know, it's like, dude. Theracin. Silo, yeah, like yeah. Thera. Like, come on, dude. This is so <laughs> funny. Like, how many combinations can you put together? Here's another one. George <laughs> Goldsmith, Compass Pathways was the first psychedelic medicine company to list on the NASDAQ exchange and is one of the industry's current market cap leaders. Rob Barrow, MindMed. 
There's another good one man. of the first psychedelic medicine companies to go public. MindMed has a diverse development pipeline, impressive team, and a loyal base of investors. MindMed works in the areas of LST, MDMA, think ecstasy or Molly, and DMT. Oh my God! Wow. Florian Brand, a Thai life sciences. They're a psychedelic medicine company, and they're the largest company by market value. So interesting how this can be federally classified in one way, but then on the market classified well, the in another way. The world is coming at it from a different way, which is circumventing whatever previous paradigms definitions are hanging on. The outer world is going to eventually swallow up whatever regional laws or perspectives are in place in concerning these substances. And that company, Atai Life Sciences, they own or operate 10 different companies developing a variety of psychedelic and non-psychedelic medicines. Dr. Joseph Tucker, Magic Med. <laughs> we, we heard about this one. Joseph Del Morale, Field Trip Health. Currently the industry leader of in-person treatment clinics. How about patent? Locations across North America. In Europe? Yeah, that's right. With plans oh. to open in 20 clinics by the end of 2020. And then Patton Nequest. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Numinous, Numinous Wellness. I have a friend named Nico Luminous. They just shortened that. Now it's just Numinous Wellness. Was part of the first wave of psychedelic companies to go public. They're working with major investment firms. We got Robert Arnaud from Entheo Digital. It's a digital therapeutics company working at the intersection of psychedelic therapy and experiential medicine. The company's goal is to grow the accessibility and scalability of psychedelic therapy with, immers with immersive virtual experiences. Whoa. Whoa. So you put on a headset? There's just so much going on. That's intense. Think about this. Okay. Think about this. Okay. Then now think about this because we're, we, you know, we've got a, uh, you know, a handful of articles left. Okay. So we're just going to, yeah. we're just going to sh shift over, pivot over to the world of Satanism. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> As we talk about polarities a lot. So uh, this go. is from New Zealand's website, tvnz.co. Here's the headline. Satanists fight for religious classes in Queensland schools. See, I think you're supposed to separate church and state. Well, that's just here in America. We don't know what's going on in New Zealand. Tell me, fans and friends from New Zealand. Here we go. A debate over religious instruction in schools has emerged in an Australian court with a bid to have Satanism classes taught at some Queensland education institutions. The state government is being challenged in the Brisbane Supreme Court over its refusal to let the Noosa Temple of Satan offer religious instruction at four state schools, but then they'd have to let any religion in there. I mean, right, if it's even if you school. think Satanism is weird, I don't know anything about the Noosa temple of Satan, but it's just, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that with the religions and the schools. Like, are you just trying to create uh, free publicity for your temple there? Trevor bell. Let's see what he says, but Noosa temple of Satan leader, Trevor Bell has asked the court to set aside the government's decision by declaring the temple is a religious denomination or society. 
The action comes after the temple notified four schools of its intention to provide religious instruction classes. So they're just saying to these four high schools that they want to do it. I mean, they're just huffing and puffing. We want to do that. Well, sounds like you just want attention. (laughs) Well, Well, let's pivot from Satanism into witchcraft, which aren't necessarily related at all. But they just happen to be like next to each other in my news feed here. So this is from Unilad.co. And we know that there's some chaos and craziness going on in Afghanistan right now. We don't really talk about politics and those things on Midnight on Earth. But in this situation, we'll just touch on a little bit. We know what's going on over there. And here's the headline. Online Coven hopes to help Afghan victims with donations and spell work. Self-proclaimed winches are attempting to improve the situation in Afghanistan using magic. The digital coven made up of fewer than 50 people has been set up on instant messaging and digital distribution platform Discord, where people are trying to help those in need through donations as well as magic. One post shared on the platform explained that many of the witches were preparing rituals and performing incantations. The group initially formed on a subreddit called Bewitch the Taliban, but moved over to Discord after trolls flooded it with abuse. Sounds like they were scared. The idea to use magic to fight the Taliban is as natural to a magician as the idea of fighting them with guns is to a soldier. And as per the Daily Star, some of the more experienced witches offered advice to new members posting links to guides on how to cast spells. There was also a discussion over which ancient god would be best to combat the Taliban, with Freya, the Norse goddess of love, fertility, battle, and death, being a popular choice. Another person issued a warning, however, writing, these people are absolutely magically protected, and it is only going to bounce back and take all of your energy. Yet again, they're scared. They did the same thing in World War II with... Hitler. There was groups of witches and magicians and warlocks in the Europe area, specifically England that I'm thinking of, that did similar things where they got together to cast spells against the Nazi party, to cast hexes onto Adolf Hitler and such. So nothing new there, but still pretty wild. See what happens. So let's just add a little brevity. We'll do a little brevity. We'll do a little science then we'll go back to the brevity and wrap it up this is from the guardian.com here's the headline florida man washes ashore after trying to walk to new york in bubble device reza Bellucci told the coast guard he was headed 1000 miles north in a running wheeled contraption that ended up 30 miles south it's actually an incredible device if you can look at this online Look at these pictures. A Florida man startled beachgoers when he washed ashore inside a hybrid bubble running wheel device. The man, identified by a local news channel as Reza Balucci, washed ashore in Flagler County on the east coast of Florida on Saturday. He was inside a large barrel-type device which appeared to have flotation buoys attached to each end. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office posted photos of the strange vessel on Facebook. 
The occupant advised he left the St. Augustine area yesterday to head to New York, the sheriff's office said, but came across some complications that brought him back to shore. The U.S. Coast Guard was contacted and arrived on scene to take over the case and ensure the vessel and the occupant are USCG compliant for their safety moving forward. Fox 35 Orlando reported that Bellucci's aim was to run to the northern U.S. or Bermuda. Bellucci instead ended up 30 miles south of his St. Augustine start point. And he did it for a good cause. My goal is to not only raise money for homeless people, but it's to raise money for the Coast Guard, the police department, the fire department, and other public service agencies. They do it for safety and they help other people. So he just wanted to get some publicity. Just wanted to kind of like the satanic uh, Australian people. They just want a little publicity for their things so they can get some money. Now let's go to a little bit of science. And then we're going to go in a little bit of comedy. Then we're going to wrap it up. I love you guys. This is from UPI.com. Here's the headline. New quantum algorithm calculates energy difference of an atom and a molecule. And this is huge if you know about these things. Because it's so impossible to quantify these subatomic forces And if you are able to inject some quantification into that level, it allows you to expand your technology a little bit more. So here we go. Scientists in Japan have developed a new way to measure the energy difference of an atom and a molecule. The new algorithm described Thursday in the journal Physical Chemistry, Chemical Physics will help scientists study electronic states of atomic or molecular systems. Electronic states refer to the configuration of electrons within a system. Typically, scientists measure the total energies of atomic or molecular systems before and after they've experienced an electronic state change or phase change. But the latest algorithm, what scientists call a Bayesian phase different estimation, tracks the evolution of the energy distance itself. Because the new algorithm directly tracks energy differences, it can be more easily scaled and integrated into quantum computers. And this is part of the new Earth scenario. The quantum computers involve consciousness and extra-dimensional information. So we have to raise our spirituality. We have to raise ourselves to match that. The research suggests the algorithmic precision that will come from this will allow quantum computers to solve real-world chemistry problems in the near future. Wow. Just super science. And this is from the newscientist.com. The headline is, Quantum nature of gravity may be detectable with gravitational waves. I knew there were gravitational waves. Well, they're saying. They always hit me. Well, the thing (laughs) is, in the quantum concepts, in the quantum thinking, gravity doesn't work. But here we go. We may finally have a way to detect the quantum nature of gravity. The question of how gravity and quantum mechanics fit together 
has been one of the biggest problems in physics for decades. The way that quantum fluctuations affect gravitational waves, ripples in space-time caused by the movements of massive objects, may give physicists a way to solve it. Gravity is the one realm of physics that doesn't currently fit into a quantum mechanical understanding for the universe. So, according to them, gravity is the one realm of physics that doesn't currently fit into a quantum mechanical understanding for the universe, but now that's changing. And with gravitational waves, they can enter the quantum realm and they can detect them, which they're just going to redefine gravity. Look, the next, I'm just going to keep saying this, where we're going as humans is so far beyond what we can process as humans now. And it's going to happen so fast that you have to be able to pivot on a dime, spiritually, energetically, physically. Adjust to the new information because it's going to come at you so fast and furious as our conscious evolution, our galactic evolution, as we start to interact with our fellow beings out there in the universe. It's going to happen so fast and it's going to include so much new information and new technology that it's going to be mind-blowing. So just be prepared. Just be ready. So we have one more cool story. And this should inspire you to go do this yourself. Because I've been telling people about cryptocurrencies forever. This is from CNBC.com. Here's the headline for our final story of this edition of Beyond the News. These 14 and 9-year-old siblings earn over $30,000 a month mining cryptocurrency. 14-year-old Ishan Thakur and his sister 9-year-old Anya spent their summer building a lucrative business mining cryptocurrency. We started because we wanted to learn something new about technology and also make some money along the way. Ishan tells CNBC Make It, and they have. Each month, the siblings make over $30,000 mining three digital coins, Bitcoin, Ether, and Ravencoin, an altcoin amid the top 100. To do this, Ashan and Anya, which are based in Frisco, Texas, had to learn how to mine, which is no simple feat. When mining to earn cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether, complex computers are programmed to compete to solve difficult puzzles in order to validate transactions. Crypto mining is like mining for golds or diamonds, Ishan says. Instead of using shovels, you mine with computers. Instead of finding a piece of gold or a diamond in the mine, you find a cryptocurrency. After watching videos on YouTube and searching the internet, Ishan converted his Alienware, a popular kind of gaming computer, into a Ether mining rig in April. He did this by using a graphics card, which can perform a high volume of calculations for mining. His parents were supportive. I bet they were. We could have spent the entire summer playing video games, but instead we used our spare time to learn about technology, Ashan says. These siblings began with Ether because mining Bitcoin can be especially difficult. With its limited supply and surging demand, the competition when mining Bitcoin can be more intense. On their first day, I made $3, Ishan says. To make business official, Ishan and Anya created their own mining company, F. Lifer Technologies with the help of their father, Manish Raj, on April 30th. We liked it so much that we started to add more processors and made 1000 in our first month. In total, they 
expect to earn around $36,000 in September based on the equipment they currently have on order, Raj says. Ah, but they don't have it. You're counting your chickens before they're hatched there, buddy. <laughs> we can process a little over 10 billion Ethereum algorithms per second alone, Ishan says. With their profits, they plan to reinvest in their business, but hopefully profits from our mining business will also pay for our college. Ishan hopes to attend the University of Pennsylvania, and there he'd like to study medicine, become a doctor. Anya would like to study medicine at New York University. So, and they and they have time. Lots of to, time. They have time to mine and earn that money. So, good luck to them and way to be entrepreneurs in America and just do the work. Look, I'm telling everyone right now, I'm not a professional. I can't give you professional advice. This is my intuitive hunches. If you're not putting in $300 a month into cryptocurrency via reoccurring transactions that just pull out of your account or some sort of way of investing, you're going to be really sad. You're going to be missing out in, in the next five to 10 years. You're going to wish you did it. That's all I'm saying. That's my personal opinion and take on that. But Bryn, what did you think about the run of stories today? We had quite the episode UFOs, quantum computing, so much going on. What do you think? Psychedelics. All the different things. Wow. Uh, that was quite the run. You, you found so many different articles about similar topics. Um, it's interesting to see how they, you know, spot up all over the world. Yeah. There's common themes. You yeah. See, you, you can notice the themes and I don't necessarily. For sure. like, here's how it goes here. Here's how it goes here. And there are some great names. Uh, Digital Coven. Can you see that? It's like a band name or a DJ <laughs> name. Like uh, the Therasai, all the different, like, yeah, there's a similar, people are getting creative. It's awesome to see well, human just, creativity uh, manifesting in all the various ways. It's really interesting how these psychedelics are going mainstream and how these companies are embracing psychedelics and they're just saying, get out of the way. We want the money. Forget your federal laws because we can change those federal laws. We'll change with your money. laws. Yep, exactly. We got the money They're to change your it. laws. So get your laws are meaningless because we're going to change them with our money and get out of the way because we want the money from these people having the experiences. They don't understand what they're doing. No, they don't. In a greater sense. They have no clue about what they're going to unlock by giving... Millions and millions of people access to high quality DMT. Yeah, they may be a vessel. Yeah, they're doing just that. Doing the work. They don't even know right. why they're doing it. They think it's after money. But they don't realize that they're being guided by spirit and they'll get that money because yep. that's their role. And because they can do it. They have the motivation, they have the money, they have the drive, they have all the different things to make it happen. Right. They're the people that are going to make it happen, whether or not they're conscious of what they're doing. It's very interesting. So it just shows you that this world that we're going into includes the psychedelic experience being incredibly normal. So now we have extraterrestrials, part of our normal experience. We have the ideas of these non-corporeal beings, Pleiadians, cryptocurrencies, and now psychedelics being all normalized all of those things are going to be normalized as part of this new human experience think about that 
chew on that. Think about that. Brit, yes. thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I really you. appreciate you. a lot you. to think about. You can check her out, of course, at vinylforceherbs.com. And don't forget to check out our incredible sponsor, Blue Cobra CBD. I love Howard Hit. His product is absolutely incredible. I don't really get to talk about this when I have guests on the show, but it is a sponsor. We have a sponsor now. But I wouldn't just let anybody be the sponsor of Midnight on Earth. I tried to touch on that in the beginning. I'm going to touch on it in the end. I would not just let anybody in here into our energetic sphere. You know, I'm not going to just push shit on you that is meaningless. This is the highest quality CBD product I've ever seen for this type of product, this CBD oil. I take it daily now. So that's just my two cents on that. So everyone, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week, which could be an incredible episode. It always is an incredible episode. Midnight on Earth. Bye.